0: What's going on, Sunbelt fans? My name is Dominic Crusetto, here with Sunbelt Syndicate for the Week 5 preview of Sunbelt action. Uh, The first game kicks off at 12 noon on CBS Sports Network. That game pits Georgia State 0-4 versus Army 1-2 on the season. Um, I think... This game really comes down to, can Georgia State finally get over the hump? Uh, to me, they've been the biggest disappointment of the Sun Belt so far. There was a lot of people who put a lot of weight into them, making a big jump and being one of the better teams uh, in the East and also in the Sun Belt overall this year. That has not happened. Um, they have, have they have had some good games, uh, but they can't seem to win the close ones, and that has become an issue. This one I expect personally to be another close one. Uh, Army has not had a good start to the season, obviously with that one and two record. They are a ball control team, so if their offense isn't working, they're going to struggle to score the the points that they need to win the game. Uh, that's where this matchup becomes really interesting because Georgia State has struggled defensively. So if Army does possess the ball and ball control with their they're mostly a running triple option style offense, that will cause major issues for Georgia State. However, Georgia State has an offense that can do the same type of thing if it's successful against Army's defense, which I think for the most part it will be. Uh, Darren Granger has got the ability to be a mobile quarterback as well as a thrower. Uh, he's not too bad, nine touchdowns, four interceptions on the year, so those four interceptions aren't great, but he is a playmaker, and I think that's what Army lacks in this game. I think that's what could put him over the edge. Um, we know that Georgia State's got the great rushing attack with Greg and the others back there, but Greg's kind of their workhorse back. He's going to get the load of the carries, and he's that big bruising back. If they can establish that, and Granger can have a good game, I think they take this one. I still have it as a very close score. I got it within a one-score game. I'm actually calling this one Georgia State 31, Army 30. We'll jump into the next matchup. That's a 130 start on ESPN+, Plus, pitting Texas State 2-2 two two versus James Madison, A surprising 3-0. Maybe not surprising to James Madison fans, but I think after last week you can say it is a little surprising. I thought they'd have a close one in in week one against Middle Tennessee, but uh, they obviously took care of business without much of an issue there. In fact, they crushed Middle Tennessee, and then they came out and dominated the second half against App State just last week uh, to come out and really impress a lot of people nationally and also certainly within the Sun Belt itself. Uh, So the big question here is, can Texas State get the running game established? That's been their biggest issue of the year. Uh, Lately, Hill has come on strong, uh, but only has one touchdown on the season and only just over 300 yards overall, which isn't terrible, but that's really come on late, and that's been against some lesser opponents. So can they do that against this JMU defense, which has very stout uh, for three of four quarters in that App State game just last week? Uh, It will be a major test for Texas State and Lane Hatcher. I think we know what JMU saw out of Chase Bryce last week. He's not a mobile quarterback at all. Lane Hatcher is much of the same. He's a pocket passer. He can pick you apart. He's got a strong arm. He's got a huge weapon in Hawkins, who's just been probably one of, if not the best wide receiver in the Sun Belt so far this year, certainly in that short list for Offensive Player of the Year right now, as it seems, uh, 308 yards, five touchdowns total on the season. That part should be able to have success against JMU's defense. But if they can't establish that run game, that's going to cause them issues and concerns because we've seen how JMU just shut down App State's powerful run offense last week by dominating the line of scrimmage and holding their uh, running backs all under 50 yards apiece. So if they can do that, I I still expect JMU to come out here and play well in this game. It's going to be at home, uh, and they've got their mobile quarterback, who Santeo has been great, and he can make plays both with his arms and his legs. That's their huge weapon, and I think that, just like the Georgia State game with Granger, I think that's the difference maker here. I'm going to go with JMU 31, Texas State 24. Following that game up, we've got a 330 kick with gardner webb traveling up to marshall gardner webb one and three on the season marshall a surprising two and two Uh, i think this is a get right game for marshall not going to spend a ton of time breaking this one down although i will you know make mention for those that are not aware gardner webb did give coastal carolina a heck of a game the other week and uh you know we don't know exactly where coastal sits at just yet but hey, they're they're undefeated so far on the year. So Gardner-Webb could jump up in surprise, although I I really expect Marshall to get back on track here uh, against an opponent like this, like Gardner-Webb. I don't expect much struggles because of how Marshall can establish that run game with Labron going off so far this season and being possibly the best running back in the conference as of this point. Columbia, he's kind of come back down to earth after that hot start, Um, but I still think he's a very good quality quarterback, and they still got Gamage and McMillan, who have been great wide receivers for them so far this season. Um, I, I I don't expect a lot of troubles in this one. I'm calling this one uh, in favor of Marshall pretty heavily. Marshall 42, Gardner Webb 10. Also a 3:30 kick on ESPN Plus. The Citadel one and two versus Appalachian State, who is a surprising now two and two. On the year. Again, just like the Marshall Gardner Webb game, I think this is a get right game for App State. Uh, They're going to be mad and disappointed with how the second half specifically went last week against James Madison. Although, again, if you look at the box score, they didn't score in three out of four uh, quarters in that game. So, I think they're going to take a little frustration out, but this is one of those games where some of that weather could come into play, might get a little sloppy. Citadel, you know, keeps the ball on the ground, and their option offense. App State sometimes struggles with that. I don't see a struggle happening in this game particularly, but I don't see App opening up the scoreboard to, you know, really, really crush this team. Uh, Clark isn't known for that. Sean Clark, their head coach, isn't really known for doing that type of thing against lesser opponents. So I'm going to keep this one. Kind of realistic here, I think. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if, if they try to run up the score a little bit more just because, you know, maybe some confidence building and, and some getting some frustrations out. But I'm only going with App State 37, Citadel 10 in this one. And then I'm going to jump into what is likely the game of the week in the Sun Belt pits two of the top teams right now. A 4 o'clock kick on ESPN+, Plus, pitting Georgia Southern versus Coastal. Carolina, Georgia Southern coming in with a 3-1 record. Coastal Carolina, an undefeated 4-0 record. A really good test for both teams at this point in time. We'll see if Georgia Southern can keep on the scoring barrage. Uh, Trees is a heck of a quarterback. However, if you look statistically... Eight touchdowns to now six interceptions. He's got to take better control of that ball. This is one of those games where if you don't, Coastal Carolina will come out and make you pay for that. If you watch the Georgia State game with Georgia Southern or uh, Georgia State game with Coastal Carolina last Thursday, you will know that the defense for Coastal Carolina can make you pay for those types of mistakes. This is that type of game too. On the other side of the ball. Georgia Southern can also make you pay for those types of mistakes and has a very good secondary bird songs, really. The guy I would look out for there, you you know, Coastal's probably going to try to avoid him. Uh, And they're also going to have to contend with Grayson McCall, seems to be just fine after, uh, you know, some injury concerns from last season into this year uh, and, you know, getting banged up in the Georgia State game a little bit. But 11 touchdowns, one interception thrown all over the place already this season, uh, and they've Seem to have found their running back, their head running back in Beasley. He's come on strong. Pinckney, the Georgia State transfer, is definitely their leading wide receiver. Uh, It's really going to come down to who scores more points, honestly, in this one. I think this is one of those ones uh, that could be really fun to watch. This is why it's the game of the week. It's unsurprising. I think most people that follow the conference have this as their game of the week. I'm going to call a surprising end to this one, though. Uh, Maybe not to everyone. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Georgia Southern 34, Coastal 31. But this is one I can't wait to watch. I think it's going to have a lot of fireworks, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if both of these teams score more points than that. But I think regardless, this is a close game. I don't think this is one that uh, is going to be held as a defensive battle because both offenses are so powerful and can both score so quickly. Uh, five o'clock kick next. Up on ESPN+. Pits South Alabama 3-1 on the year against Louisiana. Raging Cajuns coming in with a 2-2 record. We'll see what happens in this one. This is kind of where everyone thought South Alabama might be. And they could even be a 4-0. That close loss to UCLA. They wouldn't surprise me at all if they had come in with that victory. I had predicted that one and they just came... Oh, so close to pulling it off, but didn't quite get there. Louisiana comes in with a really disappointing loss to one of their kind of rivals, ULM, last week uh, in a game in which they looked like they were in control of early and then fell apart towards the end. So we'll see if Fields and that offense can get back on track. The biggest question mark for me, though, is that Louisiana defense. They've been kind of the disappointment so far this season, allowing quite a bit more points than they have in recent years and – this is not the type of offense that you want to see when you're struggling a little bit on defense because South Alabama has certainly put up the points and has a ton of weapons at seemingly every offensive position. Uh, So I'm going to expect this one to come down to a a closer game because UL is going to be wanting to get right back in the thick of things, especially in that West over there. But USA has been trying to be this team that they are seemingly this year for a while. And I think they're going to really want to, put their mark on this season with a victory over UL. These teams don't like each other all that much. I'm going to call this one as a close one. Yet again, I'm going to take South Alabama 27, Ragin' Cajuns 24. After that 6 p.m. kick, ESPN+, Plus. we've got Liberty 3-1 going up against Old Dominion at a 2-2 overall record. Um, again, I think this is possibly another great game to keep an eye out on. Liberty 3-1 record... Don't underestimate them. They have been kind of surprising. My surprise team just kind of, you know, I know they're not in the conference, but I thought they would have a a, fall, a far drop-off after what they lost last season, and they have not seemed to do that. ODU, they've kind of gone back and back and forth a little bit. Um, they have been more impressive overall offensively, but they haven't really, really opened up the offense and scored had just any kind of scoring barrage. I don't know if they're going to quite get there against Liberty. I think Liberty's strong on both sides of the ball. Strong enough, I should say, on both sides of the ball. But I still think ODU, they're just a fighter, man. Every time you think that they're not going to be great in a game, they've come out and kept it close at the very least and been in position to win some of those games. They should have probably won that game against UVA. Um, I'm going to call this one as a close one. Is an in-state matchup i don't really know if there's much of a history um but you know both of these teams are playing for kind of that state bragging rights uh but i i just think Liberty's a good team they they took wake to the wire wake you know uh, took clemson to the wire uh, transitive property is not equal all things considered but you got to think liberty is a strong football team but i think odu surprises here um I still have liberty winning 24 to 21 but i think odu keeps this one close and very respectable for the conference a 7 p.m kick on espn plus pitts ul monroe versus arkansas state ul monroe coming in two and two with that big victory over the rage Cajuns last week arkansas state coming in a very disappointing one and three however i think what they've been going through getting some close games here lately um and just not quite getting over that hump, I think that may be able to pull it off against a team like Monroe. I Even though Monroe won last week against the Cajuns, I think it was more the Cajuns not looking great than Monroe being amazing. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> rain on the parade of ULM fans too much there, because I know that's a very prideful win, but I just, I don't know. I think Arkansas State is going to want to get back in the winning column here, and I think they've got uh, enough of an offense to do it against that Monroe defense. But it will depend heavily if they can get Lang and Perry established in that run game and if Blackman can take care of that ball real well. Um, I think defensively they're going to be and do enough to to slow ULM's offense down. Um, I, I got this one as a 10-point game. Arkansas State 31, UL Monroe 21. And the nightcap, uh, actually it's on the same time, but so I guess it's a nightcap between these two teams, uh, two games I should say. We have Troy at a 7 pm. kick, ESPN plus. We have Troy two and two battling a very good Western Kentucky team coming in with a three and one record. Uh, this, one's, this one could maybe take over as the best game of the week, but this is not within the conference, so I'm not giving it to uh, Western Kentucky as far as that earmark there. I don't know though, I don't know what to make of this. Western Kentucky's a really strong, powerful offense. They've been good enough defensively to keep people in check. But I don't know if they can keep Troy's offense in check because Troy's offense has really turned the corner as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I know they didn't crush Marshall last week, only scoring 16 points, but I think that was more of that strong defensive battle. I think you're going to see the opposite of that this week. I think this is more of a who scores more points, much like the Southern Coastal Carolina game. Who can outscore the other? You know, most people are going to favor Western Kentucky here, but I think Troy's going to do enough defensively. Got Carlton Marshall back. He's my preseason pick for player of the year defensively. Um, That guy's just been doing it as a a smaller, undersized guy. He just continues to alleviate all those concerns and and play above everything that's expected of him. Uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprise here maybe for some people. I'm going to favor Troy in this one, 32, Western Kentucky 28. Wouldn't shock me to go the other way, but uh, I I just there's something about this Troy team. They should have won that game in App State. Um, They went down and really battled Marshall to the wire the other week, but they win those hard-fought games. Now can they outscore somebody? So this is kind of their proving point if they can get it done against an opponent like Western Kentucky who's no slouch and very good offensively. So if they can, that's a great way to end the night for the conference, especially with an out-of-conference victory over someone from the Conference USA side of things. Uh, We hope for the best. Anybody who's down in and around that Florida area, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, are definitely thinking about you guys and everything you're going through. Uh, So please stay safe out there. If you're traveling to some of these games where weather's a factor, please stay safe. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.